0: Welcome to episode 38 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and as usual, I'm joined by Kevin and Brian. We are three filmmakers, artists, illustrators, and all-around shit-talkers. And each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, YouTube, Disney+, wherever you get your content. We take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. We're in week one of the Christmas season. It is the first week of December, and we are watching klaus and we're still watching hawkeye so we're trying to get into the christmas mood next week we're going to be watching anna and the apocalypse which is a scottish zombie christmas musical movie that kevin has been trying to get us to watch all year if you like what you hear please consider subscribing to the podcast or head over to instagram and give us a follow at the endless cast we do illustrations and we put up clips there if there's anything you want to say, if you've got something you want us to watch, or if you've got a second opinion, you can send us messages or add comments over there, or email us at theendlesscast at gmail.com. All that being said, let's get into the episode. Okay, the first thing I'm going to say is we are recording this on the 2nd of December, and I want it to be made clear to everybody that there is an alternative to Michael Buble's Christmas album. You'll find it on Spotify by searching that Michael Buble Christmas album, but not Bublé. Um, I've made a playlist with the uh, the original or at the very least the classic versions of the songs that he is covering. Um, it's okay for you all to like Buble, but I think if you can listen to the better versions, why wouldn't you?
1: Speaking of Spotify, have you guys hmm. checked your Spotify wrapped?
0: I have not. How do I do that?
1: It was clearly made by the unpaid interns this year, I think. Oh really? <laughs> uh, yeah it was like while I was looking at it yesterday basically if you go into Spotify on the app at least it's usually one of the first options you have you can look at your wrapped thing but um, I've seen it different across a few people's like so instead of a comma on mine it's uh, a full stop a period so apparently I've only listened to like 18 and a half minutes of Spotify this year um, so that was one uh, I think they meant 18 and a half thousand right but anyway so that was one the second thing is wow. all the kind of introductions to like the, uh, each section it's all like TikTok's greatest hits this year so it's Oof. referencing it's all memes even when it doesn't make any sense it's um, referencing memes
2: well the the one thing I noticed was the um, when it gave me my genres top 10 genres I listened to and the genre yeah. graphic design part Microsoft is Word. Fucking atrocious. was fucking were, were you gonna say that <laughs> it's
1: like, yeah that's shocking Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the yeah. last thing it's it, yeah. A graphic designer did not make that page. It's yeah, they, they definitely awful.
2: did not. It's horrendous. But I do have it. Uh, who wants to guess my top?
1: Do I have to download
0: yeah.
2: the app? It, you're slowing the flow down. You're slowing the flow down.
1: No, I mean it, it. might. I don't know if it'll come up on the web version. Guess guess my top five genres. Christian rock. Honky tonk,
0: early two thousands pop punk,
1: <laughs> Christian rock, honky tonk, emo, um, emo, new metal, and mm, hang on, you said
2: you said yeah, four. okay, hang on, you <laughs> said Christian rock. Who the I don't yeah. listen to Christian rock.
0: You're pretty uh, fucking you devout. You're, you're, yeah, you're Uh
2: pretty good. Not too sure about that because I listen to indie pop, alternative country, Canadian pop, blues, and alternative metal.
1: What's Canadian pop? Taylor Swift. Okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> Mine was some combination of Electronica, oh, Soul, Jesus, so Neo sorry. Soul, Industrial music and afrofuturism, I think that was, is that four or five? That sounds like five, let's say five.
0: Yeah. I got I got nothing.
2: That't surprise me.
0: Oh, I just listened to the radio. <laughs>
2: that
1: doesn't surprise me either. That was the other thing as well that that kind of pointed that maybe somebody inexperienced made it because um it said, here's how well we know you. it's like here's two truths and a lie. And the lie was, this is the podcast you've most binged, listened to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a lie. And I was saying, oh, you, 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 this was your most listened to podcast. And I said, Adam Buxton. I was like, that was the lie. I said, here was the actual one you listened to the most. And then the next one was, this podcast lived in your head rent-free all year. And it was the Adam Buxton one. It's was like, you just told me that I listened to another one more. <laughs> like, what's... Yeah. I don't get this.
0: I yeah, I, like, I think I am... Um... I've been going to Spotify as just very, very background music. So it's a lot of like lo-fi compilation stuff where I just, I have no idea who that is, but I just need calming shit in the background of me.
1: If I'm, if I'm listening to podcasts, it's to help me sleep. So it's like, Hey, you loved these podcasts. It's like, no, I just, those are the ones that I can tune out of. (laughs) Mm. Those are the ones that silence my tinnitus and, Mm. you know, put me to sleep.
0: You you just, you just drowse away to Rogan.
1: (sighs) Ugh. No, I'd get too yeah. angry. I think. No, no. Did, did you see? Did someone?
2: Did someone post a thing about he said about Belfast?
1: Yeah, oh, Belfast.
2: Oh, Belfast. Yeah, the guy's a piece. People yeah. in Belfast can't speak English. Yeah, you guys a piece of work. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the less the less said about our distinguished competition the of course we're all part of the <laughs>
0: podcasting community now yeah, we just uh, want to remain friendly and guys we'd we'd love to go on joe you know so no, um, it's why we you s- know. No, no,
1: no 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 the only no, way to no. do it is to start a beef come on we, we yes we jump actually off. hang on right. starting a beef you don't get on anything by being nice you have to start a beef
0: yeah what you got to do, have to be a beef with joe or can i take Jordan wrestling. Peterson route and take a beef with the canadian government and let's
1: uh, let's
2: not take liberals let's not Create any beef with pro wrestlers.
0: Because pro wrestlers eat beef for
2: breakfast.
1: No, I'm saying take a note from them. Take a note from hip hop and pro wrestling. The, you get publicity from starting a beef with a rival. Yes. Manufacturing a beef, even. Manufactured beef. Yes. It happens. There we go. Processed beef. <laughs> ha ha. Ha. It also said my mood was uh, mellow and chill. I was like, no, you're mistaking numb and depressed for mellow and chill. Yeah, mine was something like. (laughs) They're not the same. Wistful.
0: Wistful? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like. There's a lot of like aspirational things happening here where we decide to put something on to try and get us back from fucking. (laughs) depressed, compressed rage. Yeah, I was uh, trying to think
1: which which tracks it thought were mellow. It's like, those songs aren't mellow. I mean, if you're determining it to be mellow just based on BPM, then you don't know why I'm listening to it.
2: Yeah, my top music moves were focused and wistful. I
1: literally... Uh, uh, it's all that
2: T-Swift. T-Swift, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's very focused. Actually, it very was... Very wistful.
2: A lot of uh, Orville Peck in there. Sonny
0: sunny Boy Williams.
2: I don't know The weekend apparently I think I listened to him For one weekend
0: It really should Like if it really wants to tell me Anytime I hear a song I like I just add it to a playlist called Mm -hmm. Like I've got a playlist for each year for the last seven years And anytime something takes my fancy I just add it into that one So I've got a a 2020 as I find them Playlist Mm. And I've got that back to 2015 and, you know, that'll tell you what I actually liked from what I heard this year. Uh, I watched This Way Up, Kevin. Yeah, how did you find it? Fun. Fun for the most part. Um, What's your grievances with it? <sighs> yeah, you know, I'm not a fan of Ashley yeah. B. I just can't stand the look of her. I can't stand the sight of her. i just, just not into Ashley B. Projects. So um, I thought
2: you did like her. This has been very confusing for me for months now.
1: He's joking. Uh, This is so hard, I can't deal with it. How how, how this all started is that he would talk about her in the group chat all the time as if I knew who she was because he watches all the panel stuff that I don't watch and he talked about her all the time. I was just like, I don't know who this person is. Why are we talking about her? And then he leaned into it. Because she's great. He leaned into it and we, we, we kind of exaggerated the fact that he likes her and you're probably thinking that I hate her because I kept saying, I don't know who this is. I don't mm-hmm. know her, why, why we're talking about her. No,
0: I I, think that's, yeah. I didn't... You, I imagine you're mostly indifferent. to I
2: didn't think yeah. Brian had any feelings which way or what when in regards to Ashton Bia. What? But I thought Aiden disliked her. No,
0: no I, I, don't think, I don't you. dislike her. I am
2: I did watch... I did actually last weekend, or one of the days, I don't know what it was, uh, one of the nights, maybe... F- Friday night after the toy show, I did watch Living by Yourself or Living with Yourself. A little bit of it with Paul Rudd. That was great. Yeah, very enjoyable. I really like that. Yep. Yep. yep.
1: <sighs> good stuff.
2: Anyways, this way up. Continuing, you hear Ashton B.
0: Sharon Horgan and uh, Ashton B. make a good team. They're producing good stuff. I'm enjoying the show a lot. Um, I don't. I think I've got one episode left. What's the name of the actress that plays the the businesswoman who's her partner? <laughs> Um, she was one of the sand vipers from Game of Thrones. Indira Varma. Do you know her?
1: Yes. Sure.
0: Brian? No?
1: I mean, if no. she was in Game of Thrones, then,
0: yeah, I just can't. You'd, you'd know her to her sing. Yeah.
1: It was the viper's sister. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant one of her daughters. Yeah, no. No. I you know her. Yeah. No. yeah. The, the, uh, ah, yeah.
0: The, the matriarch. She was in
1: Luther
2: and a bunch of other
1: stuff. Yeah, she's brilliant.
2: Isn't that the viper's sister?
0: It's a good show. It, yeah. it's, fun, it's funny that you... Um, I guess it's funny that you mentioned it on 4OD and it's just popped up on Netflix there now as well. So I just thought I'd mention it again to say um, it's got the Kev seal of approval. It's got the Aiden seal of approval. Brian remains indifferent and uh, it's on Netflix. He Check hate, it out if you're interested. He
2: hates shows with um, female focus. it. I, I hate women.
1: And I hate female leads.
0: Speaking of, there's a trailer for season four of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel went up as well. I don't know if you guys watched any of that. I enjoyed it.
1: I do like Gilmore Girls, though. I do like Gilmore Girls, so I should check it out eventually. Same creator. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck
2: Gilmore Girls, man. I
1: love (laughs)
2: women, but I hate that show.
1: watch your wet
0: mouth. You uh, you hate the Gilmore Girls, is
1: it? Um, Yeah, I don't like the Gilmore Girls. I would say that. Kevin has a problem processing the rat-a-tat dialogue and it makes him anxious. I do like Pokemon though. How do you feel about the West Wing?
0: I feel like, I know this is your favourite show. No, no, I only mention it as another example of um a tat dialogue.
1: Well, I hate it now because you said it like that. Yeah, me too, to be honest. I did not like that. I did not like that.
0: Yeah, with him, the way I said rat I hate yeah, I that. Never
1: do that. Again. I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> no rolling of the I tongue. I can't. I can't.
2: Can you do that, Brian? Yeah. N-
1: n- no, I can't either. No, I can't. I always. I think, I think we're similarly tongue-tied, Kev. And uh, can you whistle with your with your fingers? I did it once when I tried. I-, I watched a YouTube video how to do it. Yeah, where you make an A. I watched the video how to do it, and on my first try, I did it, and I haven't been able to do it. I since. can't
2: do it. I'd like to do it.
0: I figured out that you know, like, you know, when you make a thing like a a fist conch yeah. and you, you blow down through it. Like I got it. I'm not going to try now because I just know I'll not be able to do it, having just said I could do it. But I watched a little video. and I was like, I can do it now. Hmm. I understand. Yeah. A good teacher makes all the difference. The guy explained it well. I've been blowing into the fist as opposed to blowing across the hole.
1: Always blow across the hole. <laughs> Never blow into the hole. Give someone an embolism.
2: I know I can whistle, but I can't do that
1: that's what people want is sucking noises right in their ears it's not sucking it's blowing blowing noises sounds like sucking
2: you look disgusted aiden um no the west wing not a fan but only because it's boring for old people but that's 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 it's boring for old people it's boring Boring. and for old people Right. right 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 So, no, the, the 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 Gilmore Girls and the West Wing. No, thank you.
0: So, I watched the Gilmore Girls and I enjoyed the Gilmore Girls. I think it kind of outstayed its welcome, which I think Maisel is in danger of doing as well. But I liked Maisel because I, I felt we were that, the, about that. The, the rhythm of the dialogue and the content of the dialogue actually fits the 1950s era she's placed it in. Because What's it
2: about? I don't know anything about it. I thought it was a murder mystery show. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I had that
0: impression too as well. I thought it was a sort of like Mrs. Minifer, Agatha Christie kind of thing yeah. initially. And why then is I that? saw it and realized that it was a... Because um, you're
1: missing out, but Miss Marple probably. Yes,
2: you're right. Yeah. And I've thought for years, why is Aiden really into this, like, Miss Marple?
0: Well, I mean, I like a Murder, She Wrote. I like a Columbo. I like a, a Oh, I love a Columbo. I'm not a fan of a mystery. Murder, um, She
2: Wrote, Jessica Fletcher, wasn't it?
1: Jessica Fletcher coming to get you. Should
2: are they
0: making a prequel series of that? I remember they, they've they've tried they have tried to reboot Murder She Wrote a couple of times now.
2: You ever watched the Irish episode? That's a Terrible idea.
0: There was there was a version of it as a blogger. Was, well, all it is is a fucking murder procedural. You know? Did you ever watch? do um, you ever see
1: the Irish? No, episode? I mean remaking it's a bad idea. Just oh. But I mean, they've they've yes, got away it. with yes, it's a good one. They've
0: they've got away with um. Thanks, Brian. They've got away with MacGyver, and they've got away oh, with God. Magnum P.I., and they've got Did away with no, Miami no, they didn't. Vice. That's the
1: thing. They were they were bad. They
0: didn't. Oh, but all of, they're as bad as the originals. All those shows are popular now.
1: No, that's what I mean. So don't, like, why try? Learn yeah, because, from... because they're
0: money makers. Nah. Magnum's on, like, season four now, isn't it?
1: No, it's not. You lie. Yes, liar. it is. You lie. Are you
0: fucking with me? or You is this, lying
1: this? piece of shit.
2: Didn't they bring back like Hawaii Five O or
1: something recently? Five O, that was that was widely popular. Somehow
2: wasn't that? That was in the last two years or something, though, wasn't it? No, uh, oh no no no. Say four. What's the other one? Did they bring back? Wait, hold on. When do you think Hawaii Five O was rebooted? No, Hawaii Five O was ago. like five or six years ago. Yeah. yeah. Magnum Pi, is that the one that they brought back recently? Two
0: thousand ten. Two thousand ten.
2: Was Magnum Jesus P.I. the one they brought back recently then? Is that still on air? That's not still uh um, It's still going strong, yeah. Hawaii I think all. it
0: is, yeah. No. Season 10. Season 10 is airing. No. Just no. it be
2: happy people get jobs and can afford food and
0: rent and stuff, Brian. He'll be hating on them. So when when do you your think that new Magnum P.I. PI series came
2: 2018, out? 2018.
0: 2019. 2018. There you go. That's pretty good. That's four years. Season 4 is airing. Um, MacGyver. When Who's do you selling? think the new season of that?
2: Um, William 4 four, five, six
0: years ago. Uh, Magnum is played by Jay Hernandez. I watched the pilot. Like, I think it's Justin Lin. Show running, of course, of course it's just of course, it is. It's a fucking, fucking like Ferrari driving off a cliff in the first episode. Like, it's oh, yeah, I really it's Fast remember. and the Furious vibes all day long.
2: Do you know, do you know, like, I'm I, like, okay, we're talking about like reboots Ooh, of all these old shows, too, but do you know what? MacGyver, I uh, was
0: rebooted in 2016. I said that, yeah, it's still ongoing, five seasons in.
1: No, it's not, stop lying stop lying
0: you've got a lot of procedural television to catch up on Spruff. I
1: know I know I'm in a separate alternate reality now because there is no MacGyver in this dojo there is no Magnum PI. those shows never got past pilot season over here so I'm happy
0: it's that shitty kid from an X-Men movie mm-hmm. Lucas Till which one was he?
1: MacGyver happy. Oh,
2: Haver, I Barely remember that. McGruber was good, but uh, no. What I was gonna say is all of these kind of like shows and stuff. They're making a McGruber TV show. Excuse me. I was about
0: to say one of the things that came out this week was a preview thing to McGruber. No,
1: you can't. You're all fucking (laughs) obnoxious pricks. No, I'm finished. You you can't. You can't say McGruber without me saying.
0: Can I just draw your attention to uh, item four on the list? There is uh, (laughs) McGruber.
1: McGruber. Sorry, Kevin. You were saying.
2: I've completely lost to my train of thought now. You've ruined. You're talking about MacGruber. Yeah, I was MacGruber. not. I just said MacGruber. As a, tra- yeah, a tra- you were Talking about MacGruber. Oh, did you hear there's a MacGruber series coming? Is it the MacGruber. same? Is it going to be the same guy? Because I'll watch it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well then, Will we'll, we'll
2: Wheaton. Yes. Well yeah, so then, I'm on board with this.
1: Will Forte. Will
2: Forte. Yeah. Excuse me. Will Forte.
1: Yes, I love him. Names are not Aiden's.
2: Forte. I really liked his diary and his thoughts and feelings that he expressed in that movie. If you've not seen it, watch it. Yes. WWE directed movie directed by Yorma Tacomini. It's a and it's a WWE movie. McGruber? Yep. Wow. World Wrestling Entertainment produced it.
0: Uh gross Brian. Have If you got a if you got a he has, it's weird.
2: He has well right, all his fingers no. all his fingers are toes. Brian has shown us oh, all his fingertips. No, I just
1: figured out how to bend my fingers like that.
0: Kevin, Brian has had a busy week. I've had like, a busy like, week.
2: There's no this excuse is, for this. this, this he spent a lot of time bend. figuring
0: out how to make his toes, his fingers look like toes.
1: I
2: can't do it anyways. I
1: saw a TikTok explaining how to do it. I'm not doing it.
2: No, it's not even, so, like I
1: said, you just need a good teacher.
2: It's not even interesting. It's very interesting. How dare you? I don't think I'm going to be impressed at a party if you do that
1: yeah but imagine imagine if the thumb and baby finger had nails that were longer they'd look like fangs and then it would look like a mouth and why would you want to do
2: that for halloween and spooky shit okay whatever um i i think remake uh um, um this i is was entirely just lost saying it's
0: train of thought I, yeah but so i was trying if we to could just uh, cut off kevin one more time <laughs> I can't do it.
1: Go I on, spend Kev. my go life on, getting on, cut on, off by my girlfriend. He really doesn't want to be here tonight. You're pushing him too much. I'm so <laughs> he's gonna tired. Walk. No, no.
2: I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm fine. Just give me more moment. the, the road. talk road. among go yourselves. Sorry. Uh,
0: no, 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 no. Please, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Going. You know that he's I'm... Gonna, he's he's going to be quiet
2: for the rest of the night now. <laughs> I have chest pains. Is he
0: crying? <laughs> go on, go on, go on. Say what you're going to say. Can't even remember. Yeah, you do
2: not read of it now anyways it's the moment's past
0: amy sherman paladino created marvelous mrs mazel i think mazel works better than gilmore girls because it's set in the context where her languages and her references are more appropriate even watching gilmore girls part of what drew me into it as a film nerd was like holy crap that was a fatty arbuckle joke that was a weird groucho Marx joke did she just refer to lillian gish there were just like a fourteen-year-old has no business referencing a nineteen-twenties film actor. You know, what I mean? great, great to listen to, but I was just like, okay, this is a bit unless you are fourteen or kind of incongruous. Then it's um, awful to listen to. So um, Maisel worked well for me, um, and it's for Kevin who asked, "What the hell is it about?" It isn't a murder mystery. It kind of when it when it immediately premiered, the kind of comparisons were drawn to Joan Rivers's life, where mm. her husband. She found herself I don't know if her husband left, her husband died or she was on her own, but she she decided as a as single woman in the fifties to pursue stand up comedy in a very tough field that was very male centric and oh, that explains to why you like it. Go through a lot of shit. And um the show's funny and it's written well. It's got Tony Shaloub in it. It's got your friend Shazam in it. You should check it out because he's there and he's tall and he's he's dreamy. Um uh, Yeah, it's a good show. As, I don't know, as evidenced by three seasons of television. Brian, anything to say about the new Matrix trailer?
1: There's always a worry that when something gets a reboot or comes back many years later, that it's just going to repeat, you know, the best hits of the thing. And it looks like it's definitely going to do that. But I'm hoping that they've found a clever reason for doing that which I think they might have but the question is is it clever and will sustain the entire movie or is it like oh that's a clever idea um, but will it quickly outstay its welcome kind of hard to say
0: yeah the there's a little bit of a concern that like they've got some marginally tenuous computing conceit that allows for these mirrored or duplicate files like there's just something that's going to be like is isn't this clever but it mm, I, might I, not Mike,
1: my, my suspicion the is they put from the end of the f- revolutions they put them back in the matrix mm-hmm. but they put them back in the matrix in a world where the matrix is a film and they get away then to be very meta and self-referential I think the Wachowskis were pretty smart. I think they got a little too, they could have done with some kind of editing in the sequels. The best part about the films was, especially the first one, was this kind of pastiche of Hong Kong cinema, anime, and, you know, uh, Western sensibility saying, let's do that on the screen. And a large part of that they pulled off because of whooping being given pretty much free reign and then just you know following his kind of choreography like he he essentially directed Mm. those action set pieces and then they they reshot them with you know proper lenses and film and stuff like that Mm. that's a big part of why those films work especially Mm -hmm. the first one and I don't think he's back so I'm kind of a little I'm a little worried about how like the action is important to the film it's it's one of the re- like if it was just there's a reason why there's a reason why Dark City wasn't a hit and this was you know mm. there's there's a there's a broad audience appeal with action that that looks the way that it did in the first film. Can they recreate that? You know, twenty odd years later without whooping. I don't know. Do we have Let's a see. notion
0: who's Who's the notion? What the pedigree of action coordination is like? Who's doing it?
1: Um, it's it's Chad from I, I think it's Steles Stahelski, the guy from, the guy behind John Wick. Um, okay. So it, he it, there is a good pedigree there. Um, so mm-hmm. he was he's been Keanu's stuntman since at least the first Matrix. So he's a he's a great he's a great stunt performer. He's a great martial artist, and mm-hmm. he obviously would have worked with will Ping, it's extensively on the the original trilogy so there's good pedigree there and like Wick has some excellent action um, so there is a good pedigree but it's just a sense of the most iconic moments were them recreating other influences you know like scenes from Ghost in the Shell specifically that mm-hmm. somebody said that would look great on film if you could pull it off and they pulled it off yeah, you know it, 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 it's 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 anime on film, and that's what the first one especially did, and that's why it that's why it's so iconic. Um, I think at worst the action will just be, you know, kind of functional, but mm-hmm. it'll need to be more than that if it's going to be a success.
0: See, I'm so I'm I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, like, but I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah,
1: I'm being realistic about kind of what I'm expecting.
0: Yeah, I mean I want to enjoy it. Um but when I saw the trailer and saw that much kind of like rubber floaty jumping over rooftops. Like the scene where she's sort of side flipping, landing on the bricks and then bouncing off to another direction.
1: I don't e I don't think I, that even looks that bad because mm. I think there's I think there's a deliberate type of motion there that they're they're going for. Yeah to me to me, it seems more of a like to we'll get to this later but like the scene in Hawkeye where they jump off the bridge and they're both holding onto the bow that was some of the really obvious kind of CGI stunt doubles I thought but you know it it doesn't it's not a deal breaker you know mm-hmm. I think if the rhythm is good in the moment mm-hmm. there's a lot of that stuff you'll forget
0: yeah um, and, and that's what I'm hoping like it's, I don't know stepping through the mirror look uh, like I, uh, the mirror shot, the mirror scene in the Matrix where he like touches it and it wraps up him and stuff. It's one of the like, like I, you see what they were trying for, but it's one of the most obviously dated shots in it because it just looks kind of. It's still know, so it iconic, it
1: especially look, because of the sound effect as it goes down. Yeah,
0: the, the, the phone it's distortion, great. but it didn't look great at the time. You know,
1: I don't think it looked great. At the time. I, don't, I don't think it looked bad. I think it just looked obviously CGI. I don't yeah. think it looks bad because it's it's a reflective. Yeah. I, it, I think it even works in the moment because it's you know it's him realizing his reality isn't real so there's a bit of unrealness that i I won't say it was intentional but I think it works in the moment because he's mm-hmm. he's touching the world around him and it's it's no longer real so I guess it works mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that it was deliberate but I, I think it works at least in the moment because it's funny you know I forget it's, it's, it's only when I rewatch it and especially at that moment that I forget that as a first time audience we still didn't know like what was about to happen the next thing that happens is he wakes up in a pod and he's in the future mm. and that's that's such a big reveal
0: well that's the thing and I, like, I, I it, kind of
1: forget it, when I rewatch it that we don't know that yet like when audience is watching it for the first time we didn't know that That was coming, you know. People people went
0: into that going, no one can tell you what The Matrix is, you just have to see it for yourselves. People went in completely unaware of what that was. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't, I I mean, I saw it late, I saw it in video after the fact. It's one of the films I saw that made me go, fuck it, I have to go to the cinema more often. You know, it 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 it's one of those things that like I definitely loved movies I and I like going to the cinema at
1: least five times. I think <laughs> that that
0: and the fifth element are the two films that I didn't see in the cinema that made me go, okay, fuck this, I'm going to the cinema a lot. I'm just going to see shit. <laughs> um, Kevin. Yes. Any any expectations for the Matrix? No, not really. The first one was good.
2: The second two not so good. Um I know they're more wordy, so You watch it. I know, I no.
1: Know. No, uh the third third one's weak. I think the second one is a good film, but not a patch on the first one. Third film is weak, definitely.
2: Um I uh yeah, so I'll I'll re watch them and then I'll I'll watch this new one. When's it out?
1: 20 f- it's out Christmas Eve oh. I hope you I've never it's gone to the, the cinema, cinema. It's not Christmas I I thought it was Chris- a week after last I checked it's coming out on Christmas Eve. I've never gone really to the cinema not. on Christmas Eve it's com- Christmas it's coming Eve. out: It's coming I went out on to HBO. see
0: passengers on Christmas Eve <laughs> It's coming and out cats on
1: HBO Max on the 22nd apparently so
0: I might continue oh. my tradition of seeing bad movies on Christmas Eve.
1: Um Revolutions though, the fight at the end between Smith and Neo when they saw that, them flying and stuff. Apparently that was what convinced Warner Brothers to give Superman another crack.
2: Right. with with, with
1: Superman Returns.
2: No. Oh with With Man of Steel. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Superman Returns had already come out. Really? Jeez. No, 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 no. Pretty sure it had. Pretty sure it had. No. Came out in two thousand and two? Superman yeah, returns. No, no, no. No, no. No, because uh because
2: Brian Singer Brian Singer did X-Men 2006. But Brian Singer did X-Men. That was kind of the first time I would have heard of him. And then he did like X-Men 2 or something and then he yeah. did like 2006.
1: Superman, okay. Yeah, was it
0: 2006? I was I was working in Riverdeep. I remember standing in a an office I hated being in looking at a big old fucking filthy CRT monitor on someone's desk going. It's a Superman trailer. And it's a shot where he hits the ground suddenly vertically and has this little compression moment. I was like a fucking. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> well, I remember seeing, I remember seeing a fucking publicity photo for that suit, and it was like the first time anybody had seen Brandon Ruth in it. And I went, it looks like a wetsuit, and you can see from the boots that it's like the boots had a wedge. I was like, are you trying to give him lifts? Like you're trying to get him a little taller. Um, well, that
2: poor guy, you know, Superman doesn't need lifts. That must have been a really fucked up
1: set. Brian Singer and Spacey. I think he's good. You're good. Thanks. As your attorney, I'm, I'm saying you're safe. Thanks.
0: Wasn't a great film. It was. Very awesome. disappointing.
1: It was. Awesome. Shit film. It's shit. It's very shit. But he's
2: the atom now, and I think he enjoys that.
0: Uh, well, he he does to a point, except like... When he got when they did this sort of crisis on Infinite Earths storyline, and he got to be Superman again, suddenly he started going, "Hey, you know, there's multiverses now. Can I be Superman again?" Uh, and and quite rightly so. Like I'd I'd happily watch him get a crack at that in a better film. And um, but the same thing goes for Cavill. Either of those guys would be good Superman if they just got good films. And, and I, I enjoy that, Man that, of Steel, but they're probably going make great.
1: they're probably going to make Cavill Captain Britain. Like Feels just, like
0: it's winding up that way, right?
2: Captain Britain, hmm.
0: mm. or the Union Cap- Jack. Captain, Captain Captain Britain has an Arthurian component as well, so that'll tie into your Black Knight. Black Knight. Black
1: Knight. Black yep. Knight. They're gonna to have to name him something other than Captain Britain. I think that's a harder sell than Captain America. to be honest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll just call him Union Cap- Captain
2: Braddock. They'll call Captain him. Oh yeah, or, they'll yeah. call him Union Jack.
0: No, because there is a character no. called Union Jack.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, but that's not going to stop them from like mixing and matching. They do that Sar- all the time. Sar-
0: Sergeant Brexit.
2: Look at look at uh, look at them um, ego in
1: Guardians of the Galaxy two. That's that's not the biggest problem. It's it's more the connotation than the fact that there's another character out there. I think colonialism. Hmm.
0: Congratulations to Barbados on becoming a republic. Welcome to the club.
2: Yes, congratulations.
0: <laughs> there's a bunch of Christmas movies that look like. They're, they're a hair's breadth away from Hallmark. Um, there's 8-Bit Christmas with Neil Patrick Harris telling the story about the search for a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo. Wow, well, that sounds great. Um, that looks like it's going to be right up Kev's alley. Check it out. He does love Neil Patrick Harris. Um, I saw a thing called A Castle for Christmas with Brooke Shields and Kerry Ellis Elvis, playing a Scottish laird and she goes to to buy a castle that's her ancestral home and he's trying to I don't know if you can tell her but my eyes it.
1: have completely unfocused so you should the, check the, that one drift. out as well that's, just that's
2: the murder
0: she wrote Irish episode it's probably something along those lines and I saw there's a trailer going around now for a uh, direct to Sky because apparently that's a thing now a Sky original um, called Last Train to Christmas with Michael Sheen which looks to be an interesting take on a kind of Christmas Carol scenario oh, where I love it. every time he changes car, <gasps> he enters a different time period in his love life. Love it! And he gets to see what his future it's holds. And the story and you get to see train the from Rick and Morty. Love, 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 love,
2: love, 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 love it!
0: Yeah. Um, so um, I, I honestly, I can't wait to watch that because I enjoy Michael Sheen. He is a ham at the highest level, and I do enjoy a good ham.
2: A Boy Called Christmas That's a new one Coming around
0: Yes That is on Sky at the moment Showing every day this week Um, And will probably show I don't know A lot I have no interest in that Do you? Kevin? Yes Have
2: you watched it? No No man I told you I'm busy Uh, You're busy You're busy (laughs) Forget off my back Forget about it Forget about it I'm busy Forget Um, about it Last year I
0: watched Deep Dish Chicago Town Pizza
2: um, God, I used to like Chicago time pizzas <laughs> then everything went skinny and flat I miss those days of a simple cheese supreme good fellas <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon sipping some country spring American cream soda whilst watching the Saturday movie matinee on Naughty E probably Jurassic Park something to that effect
0: with some chips was that before or after the 80? after it was around 5.30, 6.30 you're right, yeah
2: yes I enjoyed those days they were good days, and then we used to get these little kind of like they were like chicken Kiev's but they were balls and you and they were bread crumbed and meat and then you'd bite into them and it was like this garlicky kind of garlic cream cheese type of thing I guess
0: garlic chicken balls
2: mm, no they didn't say that they're like chicken geads but balls Kev balls Kev balls they were pretty good anyways
0: so Last Train of Christmas with Michael Sheen check it out uh, Michael Sheen who has given us such great films as Underworld 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 3
1: Good Omens um Go to, that's a TV Dammed show Dams
0: United. United. He's, the he's, Queen.
1: He's actually great. And adults. Wesley Snipes in Thirty Rocks. Thirty, 30 Rocks. Rocks. Yeah. He was in Twilight. Yeah.
0: He was. Yeah. Um, he was also the David Bowie guy in Tron. Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Huh. Never seen it. No. Okay. So uh, going back to my list, then, just to keep us going here um, Last Train to Christmas has been covered Jesus and we've covered MacGruber so uh, the Christmas movie we said we'd take a look at this week is um, the uh, Netflix original directed by Sergio Pablos Pablos uh, directed by Sergio Pablos 2D animated Klaus um I saw this when it came out. Sergio Pablos. Uh, the studio is... Is Spa? They make gorgeous stuff. And Klaus is no different. Can you guys remember what you thought when you saw Klaus? I loved it. I, I loved it though. I don't know who the animators are. Or who
2: made it. Or director or anything like that. I don't know anything about that. Mm. I just really, really enjoyed it. I loved it. And it will be... I will consider it, for myself personally, uh, modern classic it's something that i would revisit every christmas or would like to revisit every christmas i thoroughly enjoyed it and i would recommend it to people who have not seen it as a christmas movie because i was waiting for like two years to watch it no one to watch it with me and then i did watch it no one watch it with me yep and then um uh, but yeah i watched it last year and i loved it i loved it I think all this, I think all the uh, character designs and everything is brilliant, and the voice acting is brilliant. Um, I'm not gonna say it's perfect because it's 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 uh it's not my favorite Christmas movie, but I know it's a mm-hmm. very good one, and I do really like it.
0: Favorite Christmas movie?
2: What is my favorite Christmas movie?
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, I'd say. Actually, do you know what? This came out of the fact that you gave Klaus a nine point five on your big list of Christmas movies. Yeah, and that was the highest score on that list. Yeah, but it's not your favorite Christmas no. movie. Interesting. Go on. But I think
2: there's a completely reasonable logic to have.
0: Okay, go on. I can score your something
2: high and then, but not like not love it. Love it. Um, probably in Muppets Christmas Carol. I, like, I love that movie.
1: Hmm.
2: And I love, uh, and uh, more recently he
1: placed it lower on his list.
0: Yes, he placed it under Klaus. Yes, it was, did. Um,
2: and then I also loved uh, Anna and the Anna and the Apocalypse. That's probably a new favorite of mine as well. But uh, Klaus, Klaus is excellent. But just, 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 I just love Muppets Christmas Carol. I think it was, I think it's underrated in terms of Christmas, Christmas movies. People don't, not enough people watch it.
0: Thoughts on that, Brian?
1: <laughs> Which part exactly? The
0: Muppets Christmas Carol. The last sentiment. Before I jump on it, I, I just thought maybe let somebody else do it. Um, you think it's underrated
2: I really like. yeah I
1: do yeah <laughs> go on Brian you don't like I really it like the Mupp- no I do I do I really okay. like the Muppets I like a Christmas Carol I'm a huge Christmas film fan I like Christmas mm-hmm. I don't like Christmas films or Christmas music huh don't like them one bit
0: is there
2: what's your favorite Christmas song?
1: I don't like
2: Christmas I'm, music. So Prince never released a Christmas song. Nine Inch Nails never released a Christmas song. Bullshit.
0: <laughs> Bowie.
1: No they did. I just don't like it. Mm. <laughs> rumpa
0: pum pum come. They told me per rumpa pum pum.
1: Yeah, I hate that song. A newborn
0: king is something born. Um, born. A well, newborn king is born. I don't subscribe to that superstition either. Um, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you just not like the saccharine sweetness? Do you not like the jingle bells? Do you not like the forced cheer? What is it about Christmas that you don't like?
1: No, I love Christmas.
0: Christmas is great.
2: Do you not have a particular Christmas movie that you like?
1: No. Whatever, man. I'll watch. I'll watch films I like at Christmas.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I then let's go back to you've like. seen you've seen you've seen Klaus, and probably with you know a sort of you know I guess half a half an eye on it, but you've got an animation mindset anyway. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it as a piece of animation?
1: Uh, it's gorgeous. Like it looks. It looks superb, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, like I said, that kind of stuff doesn't really—I don't really engage with it. I don't really connect with it, so I'd had no problem with it. But
0: now, when you when you say that sort of stuff, do you just mean Christmas content, or do you mean that that particular aesthetic? Because that's a that is a particular.
1: I aesthetic. think partially the aesthetic because it took me—I don't know how many attempts. To get into Arcane, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering. Having watched Arcane, having just finished it as well a couple of days ago, I'm wondering: is there a disconnect between when I watch that type of thing? And it's, it, it, it's weird because, like the you know, there's some great cutscenes in video games, and I like video games, and I've seen some great mm-hmm. cutscenes in video games, and there's some great CGI kind of you know, full motion video sequences and things like that mm-hmm. that I really enjoy, but I, I, I was kind of This was kind of going around my head While I was trying to watch Arcane And eventually get into it But I don't particularly like Pixar either And I'm wondering Do I have some weird disconnect with um, 3D Is it Western animation, animation? Or is it 3D I think it might be 3D Yeah Give me a second. Klaus is in 3D me. Klaus is in 3D Klaus is 2D um, I know
0: um it is mimicking a, a sort of three D thing. But it looks three D, that's the thing. It's
1: the yeah. same way same way Arcane looks, you know, 2 yeah. Arcane. Somewhere in it. the middle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's that kind of aesthetic. And I'm wondering, do I have some kind of disconnect? And you know what? I kinda of wonder, like I think I think a lot of audiences do have a disconnect, because there's a reason why animation hasn't got the same popularity in the West that it does in in the East. It um, it
0: drives me nuts quietly and I'm never going to attack anybody about it but like I just like even during the week I saw some like there was a quiz show on and said, have you seen the animated movie? She was no I'm a grown up and it's like just dismissing an entire medium of storytelling because it's your perception is it's for kids it just kind of
1: yeah that, that that's bullshit
0: it's so fucking frustrating and it's such a mindset like I, I, I even somebody I kind of knew sort of tangentially went oh yeah, Pixar movies would be my guilty pleasure. I said, fuck your guilty pleasure. Grown people spent four years of their lives manufacturing this thing to the highest level of storytelling they possibly yeah. could. And they are going, a, a guilty pleasure.
1: As well. A lot of people think that, like, if it's for kids, it must also be made by kids. You know? Mm. It's that yeah. kind of crazy thing that there's, there's so much, like... One of the but, but four kids biggest...
0: is slightly different than it's appropriate for kids this is a good film that is appropriate for kids it's not necessarily the same thing as being oh, I, I know, just but, for kids yeah yeah but
1: that's what i'm saying is that that people still treat stuff like yeah. that if it looks remotely like a thing aimed at kids then it's also mm-hmm. made by kids and yeah it's like no there's there's teams and teams from you know from animation and writing that are in some ways, it's given more consideration than a lot of live action things. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's I'm... a reason. There's a reason Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network are kind of media giants. You know, they're yeah, a lot of people see you know oh cartoon kids and they don't realize that no, this is a multi multi mm-hmm. billion generating machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me one second, I just gotta check on Marla. But cool. keep talking, I can I can hear you.
0: I'm just going to do a brief uh, overview of Klaus, just because I realise we haven't done that. Klaus is about a a young postman from a long line of postmans postmans, who is sent by his father, who is the chief of post-lease, or the the head postman, or the postmaster general. Is that correct? Um, His name is Jesper, and in order to set him right, he sends him off to a... Uh, a remote island of Smyrensburg and says he can only come home once he's got a post office operating and 6,000 letters have been mailed. Once he gets there, he finds an inhospitable town uh, full of uh, ne'er do wells, violent, aggressive, uh, feuding peoples. Two, two, basically, two large clans clashing. Mm hmm. A clashing of clans. And he manages to start to get some letters going back and forth by um basically creating the myth of Santa Claus he, he meets this woodsman who has a yeah it doesn't a, his, a shed full of toys his dad
2: tells him and, like he has to deliver x amount of letters and he doesn't know what to do because this town is feuding. they don't really even write to each other let alone or they don't talk to each other let alone write letters to each other so uh so he kind of basically yeah creates this whole he
0: creates this whole myth where children have to write letters to this man in order to get a toy. And the the man, you know, just wants to make children happy and sees a way of bringing toys to um, deserving kids, I guess. Um, well, he
2: doesn't really, hmm? he doesn't really initially, isn't it? It's like, um, Klaus basically finds out that, uh, the guy who was making all these, he was a hermit and a recluse and didn't want anything bothering him. And then it turns out yeah. that his wife and him always dreamed of having kids. His wife passed away and all the toys that he had built in their hopes to give to their children were just sitting around. And then by true happenstance or something, Klaus ends up giving mm-hmm. them the kids and kids kind of gets around that this guy's delivering toys and it just takes it off from there. And that's how Klaus yeah. starts building up his letter quota.
0: So... I I kind of, like the animation industry or anybody I spoke to in the animation industry and Twitter and Instagram and everything else when this movie came out, jumped for joy and went over the moon and was like, what an amazing, beautiful, fantastic work of art film. And I am not going to shit on that. It's a complete achievement. Like in the, in the same way that I struggled to make a nine minute short film, I can see that people very lovingly crafted this film.
1: You're always so careful to not shit on other animation studios, so I'm intrigued to see how you're going to tiptoe around, <laughs> <laughs> um, tiptoe around expressing your disdain. I
0: just kind of bristle a little bit at, like, hyperbole and like I'll tear my film apart as much as I'll tear anyone else's. Mine is nonsense. Like me um, and Stanley Kubrick. Sure yeah I mean Kubrick is like he's a he's a fucking you know unreexamined neck beard that doesn't really deserve the praise, but precisely <sighs> naughty, naughty. i saw the i saw the proof of concept trailer for Klaus probably two years before the film came out Probably you know probably at the, the point which the way they made it public, and the tone of it was very. Traditional European Christmas movie, and it was really that sort of like sweet spot for me. Of that, for me, and this is, I guess, all of this is personal. But like, I just loved the like very sort of classical, old-worldy vibe. And the guy who was doing the placeholder voice for Jesper, you know, had you know, it was again very kind of traditional, sort of English accent. I have been sent to establish a post office, and like, it was it was very Dick- Dickensian. You know, it's that sort of image of Christmas. And by the time it's been released, we have Norm Macdonald, Jason Schwartzman, Will Sasso, uh, Rashida Jones. So there's a whole lot of American accents to be- accents to begin with. Um, at one point, they play "How do you like me now?" and Jasper fist bumps a kid as he like frightens a kid into behaving. Like just the, like the hip hop musical needle drops in there. When this movie works. And when this movie has me at the end of it welling up, it is not because they've hit a funny needle drop. It's because they've got a really beautifully composed score and they've found the heart of a sentimental moment or they found the heart of an emotional moment. And in preparing to talk a little bit about this, I, I went and I found that um, proof of concept trailer and I went to... Um, The Vimeo account that Spa have for this movie and they've lovely little like making of vignettes in there which is really worth looking at you know they've got like um, James Baxter doing a little um, tutorial on like the behaviour of the spines of horses so if you're an animation nerd go and look at some of this stuff as well they have Sergio Pablos talking about the original ending that they had storyboarded for this and how it just didn't hit the emotional notes that they wanted it to so they're obviously thinking through and never am I in any question that they aren't examining and re-examining and over-examining every moment in this film to do what they think is best for it but it falls down in so many places for me where I'm just like this is just a fucking lazy lazy is harsh but it's just a cheap joke you know it's a minions gag it's somebody falling the over the dreamworks approach yeah. the dreamworks approach and it's just frustrating to me that what there is in here is a beautiful, perfect movie if I could just excise these stupid fucking... Like, there's moments in it where you can see that this studio is delighted with themselves, and I am happy and overjoyed for them that they're allowed to do anything, and they're allowed to go nuts with the animation. They're allowed to oversell anticipations and reactions, and they're just enjoying themselves like crazy. And it's a thing I said about watching Arcane as well, where I'm just like... Not everything needs a wind up and a follow through and a stop and a start and It's just a little busy for me. And all of this again is for me. I I really do want to walk a line here of like, I I, you know, work in this industry sort of, um, and I would like to work in this industry sort of more. Um, so I don't want to be seen to be shitting on things, but um, it wouldn't be the end of stream if you weren't
1: uh, uh, extremely yeah. critical.
0: <laughs> just just being objective it's just like um yeah when he give when he scares the kid into thinking he needs to behave or santa won't bring him a present and he walks away to don't mess with a postman in a sort of hip hop sense i don't know if that is a song or if that's just um written for the moment but he's got like the sort of like fucking struts away i was just like that's and what's funny then is it's then followed by this montage of all of the kids realising that the best way to get on Santa's Good Books is to do good deeds. And you see them start to paint the town and dig out people's driveways and, like, pull, pick some berries. And once they pick the berries, their mother goes, oh, God, I better make some jam out of these and give them back to the person they came from. And then she goes, I'll make a cake. And it shows that this, like, one... one um And it's kind of the moral of the story. Like, one... Selfless deed um, uh, begets bequ- another. relates begets another. Yeah, one selfless deed begets another, and it's a, like that moment when I was watching that, I was really smiling. It's just the moment before it where there's like scares the shit out of a kid and walks away to hip hop. I'm like, this isn't this isn't the world of this movie, you know, um, or or at least it shouldn't be.
1: It'd be like if they had needle drop saying it's a wonderful life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like uh, yeah, uh, Jimmy Stewart wakes up after after he gets dropped back to the real world, and he gets up and starts running through the town and keep on running,
1: running from my life. Like,
0: yeah, fuck off.
1: <laughs> uh, I think it would be happy. Hmm?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: or something
0: like that. Oh god, do you, to, do you want to do the DreamWorks remix of "It's a Wonderful Life"? I
1: really don't. No. Throw, throw it the mean, Premiere and you, tell you me where to stick I mean, the needle drops We actually should though because it's yeah. gotta be yeah. yeah When you
2: say needle drops do you I'm, mean the whole like
1: the good content No as no, a record I, scratch Needle yeah. drop is the you know pop piece of music that you know is fine to do sparingly mm. but you know I would say the, ma- yeah. the Matrix does it well and Tarantino usually does it well and then Zack Snyder overdoes it let's yeah. say like on the nose, it's like music oh, let's cues. put a song here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like it, um,
0: great example is the opening of the Suicide Squad. Inside of five minutes, you have six needle drops.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah.
0: Like um, um, "Sweet Home Alabama" plays as it's moving into um, Blackgate. Uh, please allow me to introduce myself as it comes in on Harley. Like each song that's started, please allow me is it's not Harley. It's um, so look. I have a I have a page of kind of notes hit and beats of this movie and, and talking about things I think are, are good and bad. Um, but it it all boils down to, to that. And I like when I saw it the first time, I was kind of indifferent to it other than it's a beautiful piece of work. It's an amazing accomplishment technically. I was kind of indifferent to the movie itself. Seeing you put it at nine point five over the Muppets Christmas Carol irked me to the point where I had to go and analyse it. Um and you know it's not particularly fucking academic, but you know my my problems with it all boil down to glibness in what is otherwise a very sincere film, and it's it's that glibness that turns me off it in places. And the moment where Klaus walks up the hill at the end with the wind blowing is beautiful. I do think it's funny that the. Uh, The central theme is a uh, governmental institution indoctrinating children in order to get what they want.
2: Mm. That's
0: ruined it.
1: (laughs) You know how influential he is and you've just ruined it.
0: The post office in a predatory fashion uh, is eliciting money from children to affect their behaviour.
2: But he learns his lesson from it because he spreads joy and realises that he doesn't necessarily want to leave that nice town anymore.
0: Hmm. I think there's an element of like. When I saw that original trailer, that original tonal trailer or concept trailer, I didn't expect to get Emperor's New Groove energy off the lead. You know, I didn't expect hmm. the David Spade vibe. Yeah,
2: I don't know. Um, who voices him actually?
0: Jason Schwartzman. What's he in? Um, every uh, It's Wes like Anderson. Who am I thinking of? Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson. I nearly Anderson. said Will Anderson Oh yeah I know the guy I nearly said Will. I nearly said Will Wheaton um, <laughs> <laughs> Every Wes Anderson movie <laughs> Yeah he has the mole And um, uh, Scott Pilgrim Versus the yeah. world
2: yeah.
1: yeah He's a small man With the mole I heart huckabees Yeah mm. I know
0: uh, Saving Mr. Banks
1: And that thing with dancing also
0: moonrise kingdom bored to death bored to death Yep. Yeah. all right so um any final thoughts on klaus
2: it's really good uh don't be a a curmudgeon a scrooge or a grinch uh and go watch it and enjoy it save it for christmas save it for closer to christmas because save it for christmas eve Get some eggnog or a hot whiskey going, whatever your poison is. Mulled wine. There's a a festive drink. Get your mulled wine, your box of whatever treats you enjoy, if it's quality, roses, non-dairy things, snacks. Get all of that. Get a big old thing of mulled wine going. Burn some cinnamon candles and put on klaus because it's awesome and you'll have a great Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. and fuck two turds at the end of the stream
1: wow (laughs) wow
2: (laughs) wow (laughs) wow Wow. anyways that's a nice segue onto (laughs) our next (laughs) topic which is Disney's pluses
1: Hawkeye Hawkeye Hawkeye
2: That was a a reference to an excellent joke and moment in this episode, which was a obvious 10 out of 10.
0: So Brian, um, what's your thoughts on Hawkeye episode three?
1: Much better episode. Some things actually happened. It was good. You know, like uh, I have a lot of kind of, they'll probably come across as, you know, criticisms. And I mean it more in the terms of, business model and the decision making as opposed to the execution because I thought everybody did a great job I thought the directors did a really good job but I'm kind of I'm curious to see how much money these actually cost because I was very hopeful when they first announced it because everything was going to be about six to eight episodes and was going to have a budget comparable with um, a full-fledged movie. So I was happier for the shorter episode number because, mm-hmm. you know, once you get past 10, it tends to be kind of bloated and you're stretching all that money across too many episodes. So I was happy to hear that there was less episodes and that they kind of had a comparable budget. But, you know, was, the, the carrot chase was good. Mm-hmm. But there was some... It's not that the CGI was bad. It's just that it clearly didn't get more time It could have done with a bit more time it was very obvious in places where they're just green screen and there's so many like cgi cars and things like that and they didn't really ruin it for me but I just kind of wondered they've built these and marketed these as movie level events that demand you know you you've got to get a, a disney plus subscription to to check these out because they are movie level and you're going to be missing out and you kind of want to see it. And then when I actually watch it, you know, even when I like an episode again, because this isn't as much an observation of things I didn't like about the execution, but more the the decision making and the business model of producing these. Because I think ultimately it's, it's a dangerous move because they've got how many TV shows coming out now? Like Echo, Joseph's. Moon Knight, She-Hulk. I, I only Art, just heard that Echo's getting her own Secret show I don't, know,
0: I, I don't know that character well enough to see if that's justified But
1: there's, I mean I guess it what, must There's between 6 and 10 TV shows coming out And I think it's not that they lack polish But they lack moments that justify their existence at all I think Yeah and that, I, I, so, I, I think, like, and, and again, again, uh, you know, that's not a criticism of the episode. It's just something that kind of occurred to me while I was watching it. That just, e- just even stuff like you know, the the Pym arrow was a great moment, but then we we only see it increase in size in the air, and then we see the truck explode, and we don't get a shot of it in the bridge. And like, that's something you would put it, 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 in in an action set piece like that in the movie. You would show that there, as the scene ends, yeah. you would show the arrow. As doing a as little yeah, yeah exactly and it's not there because they go no we don't need it so kind of cut it and it's just I think it's very telling about how they're approaching producing these and I think yeah I I, I think the fact that as much as we all liked you know WandaVision and Falcon and Loki they've all had moments kind of in the middle where they were a bit underwhelming and whether that's afterwards or, or kind of a a filler episode in the middle. And I think, I think people are going to be less and less excited down the line if, if this approach is one that is carried out across the rest of the upcoming series. Yeah.
0: If there's no, if there's not a really clear, passionate, driving force behind the character getting the show if there's not someone who's it ca- echo it feels is like, my favorite character yeah. of my whole life and i am the, the dreaming to be the showrunner is is what it the echo show
1: it's like yeah we, we've got a back catalog but we've also got these other properties so let's make shows because the platform needs content that's yeah. that's what it screams to me
0: who's the person whose dream job as a showrunner was i mean i i, I well name one another one of those shows i don't want to keep picking on echo i just but like by the time they announced all of the after the mandalorian was such a hit and they announced that list of star wars shows they were making it's like who's whose dream show running show is the the spin-off from rogue one that guy mm-hmm. i can't even remember his name not Jinner, so um Yeah, it's just, once you...
1: I guess I just wanted to get that thought out of the way, you know. Yeah. Once we clear out... I said I liked the episode. It was a big improvement.
0: Yeah. Once we clear out these A-list characters a bit, and you're dealing with the second, third tier, fourth tier stuff, if there's not somebody driving those shows that makes us love them as much as they love them, then we're not going to connect with them. Now, just to step back a moment... I saw, I got a notification on my phone this morning that was a tweet from some arsehole connected to something on Twitter that was vaguely associated with our, you know, we, we are thematically relevant, I guess, as a podcast on Twitter. So it decided, hey, this might be relevant for you. So it just appeared on my phone one morning in capital letters, he's back. And I went, what's a Marvel account or Marvel fan account? I don't know what that is. Maybe it's about Hawkeye. I'll disregard that. And it wasn't until sitting in the chair ten minutes before I went I was like oh it's going to be Kingpin isn't it that was that was Kingpin
2: definitely yeah it sounded like him Kevin it sounded like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio
0: well I don't even know that that was D'Onofrio because it's a hand and half the bottom part of a suit would you bring him in for the day but it was a very well well, he could
2: have done the voiceover or whatever but it's very like foreboding
0: large character and I imagine it was
2: and, and he was white um Uh, in contrast which is important to you (laughs) (laughs) what
0: What? that's awful Um, Christian rock and country music
2: yeah I thought her dad was quite handsome or her uncle actually to be honest I was I was like I, Yeah and I like your I dad, heard yeah. a guy that handsome wouldn't wear a tracksuit no matter and with the, he was cool and no matter uh how affiliate you are with some gang or something he would have accessorized he wouldn't be wearing a tracksuit. Also, I think uh you know it was kind of interesting to show Hawkeye as Ronan dispensing all of these
1: like say uh It's not Hawkeye. Go on. Oh, it's definitely not Don't okay. no, so I'm, just, do you mean, I'm not do spoiling you mean, That's my guess do you,
0: mean, do you mean to say That that's not
1: <sighs> That's not Clint Yeah
0: That's not Clint As opposed to yeah. I mean like, like it's not Renner in a suit But
1: It's not Clint It's Black Widow No way. then. No it's, it's Why um, wouldn't it be Clint Swordmaster No Duquesne Grills No it's her Kazzy <laughs> that that the name Pizza dog Jack was that what was the name Kazi Cam- who Cammy the guy who interprets for her.
0: him you think he's the guy in the Ronan suit
1: yeah there's no way they'd have Clint Clint was taking out the worst of the worst he was cleaning up like cartels and, and stuff like that there's no way he took out oh, I don't know man uh, a low level person like that with a daughter no there's no way
0: he tore through an entire Was it a triad or a Yakuza group
1: They didn't He wasn't have asking kids. about their
0: family Really? Yeah Yakuza don't have children? Is that a thing?
1: No the ones he killed didn't have kids Look there's no way they'll make him over, that overtly bad No I'm not buying it That's my guess Kingpin killed her dad And he thought I'm gonna get There's this Ronan guy I'll, I'll have someone dress up like him and take the blame
2: that's a little bit elaborate for even for kingpin
1: no it's not that's exactly what he'd do do you remember when he's talking to his wife in episode two i think and he mentions the tracks of mafia and she kind of refers to him as like all oh, those clowns and he's like yeah So, like he thinks they're clowns mm. he he they're they're beneath what he was doing you remember that kingpin, from King?
2: the episode or is that something you
0: saw recently no i'd remember that from the episode as well like she did dismiss them um, yeah. But I just like
1: two or three times a day. But he, Clint, didn't. Kingpin killed her dad, and he. Used Clint's Roman.
0: agenda was: Who are you, scum, to have been survived the? And, his, and her dad a isn't
1: scum. Her dad's not scum. Dad's not
0: scum to her. Da- her, her dad's but. An, her
1: dad. No, no. Her dad's an honest crook. Her dad's an honest crook. They they established in that opening scene that he's a very caring guy, and he's doing this. I did. Necessity. I did
2: think it was awful. So I assume Brian's right. Uh I just didn't think, I didn't put it together, but I did think it was horrific that she, you know, kind of killed her father. As Brian said, he's an honest crook. Uh, they're not necessarily yeah, But the I think that,
0: that's the, the point of Clint having to face the repercussions of his actions and the, the bender well, he look, went his,
1: his, his actions are still bad because he, he made a lot of stuff personal. He was more brutal than he needed to be when he took out people he took out. But I think, I think there's a lot, there's a line he had, I think. And I, I, I think he, he brutalized cartel members and Yakuza and stuff like that. But the tracksuit guys are, they're so beneath him. And I don't think, I, he, he was looking for the worst of worst. Like he said, you know what, uh, Thanos took the others and you get left with me. I think those guys are beneath him. I think in the comics, King Ping kills her dad. And I think that's still true here. I think Kingpin mm, kills okay. her dad here. And well, you see that—that's the—that's the, the piece I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because um,
0: I don't see it as being out of character for what they've established. Clint spent that five-year period doing as a, a lunatic driven man by Greece. Yeah.
1: When watching Endgame, it's not out of character. But with this softer side now that we're seeing in the Disney Plus mm. show, I think I think they're retconning it a bit. Basically, my sure. my guess is that. Um, it's somebody else was wearing the suit and may may i I think it's either the interpreter guy or swordsman, possibly. Would the inter well I guess I'm looking
0: at the age. Is is no, that's not right. Do you think then okay, so Swordsman Duquesne wants
1: He wanted the suit he and sword. He wanted well, the yeah. suit
0: and the sword. Because he saw a person running around with a sword and thought this is something to idolize. Because <gasps> we'd have so suddenly, I just had a gasp. <gasps> um, Kate was inspired by Hawkeye, as Duquesne was inspired by Ronan.
2: Um, her,
0: I'm nobody's. I'm nobody's role model. You are the good and the bad. You behave.
2: Who's the Who's the cane? Her, her. Her. man Jacques. Um, yeah, I don't think. No, I think you got it wrong. I think uh, Kate Bishop's mum killed
1: the guy Uh, Kate Kate Bishop's mum killed his uncle Armand Mm -hmm. yeah but I think I think it's the interpreter guy killed
2: Uh, her dad her dad Echo's father Um, okay Mm -hmm. without getting too caught up in that kind of stuff at the moment I I actually like the whole kind of backstory to Echo and stuff that
1: was great it was a great introduction to
2: her yeah Uh, I don't think does she have a prosthetic leg in the comics I can't remember I don't think she does does she
1: I don't think so. I
2: think it's the actress has because
1: she originally I David like. Mack
2: created her, and she originally featured in Daredevil. Yeah, she's a
1: very David Mack character. <laughs> I know. Yeah,
2: she she originally yeah. featured in Daredevil because I remember her. I remember re- like I've, I I would have had I would have been reading all that stuff essentially as it was like you know as those graphic novels were were coming out. I was reading them. It's a long time ago, but yeah, yeah.
1: I never heard anybody. I her. didn't she see anybody make the connection. They were talking about how. You know, at the center of the story we've got two women who have lost their fathers and stuff. But so like there there's that echo. Like their their stories are kind of echoing each other. But I didn't see anybody kind of talk about the fact um in Kate's intro we see the battle in New York.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: when Maya's talking to her dad, she's asking like are dragons real? Mm. And I didn't see anybody kind of make the connection between we had the leviathans coming out of the sky mm. in Kate's intro, and then on the other side we have Echo talking to her dad, asking, her dragons real?" And he's saying, "Like, well, if they were to come from another world, and there was that parallel as well, just between their two, mm. their two origins, shall we say?" Mm. Didn't I see it. Um, I did not. See I thought it that's ever. exactly what they were going for and I didn't see anybody else say it. I, was like, hey,
0: I, I guess I got, like, the only dragon connection I made was Shang-Chi in that moment. I was That's where my head went. I didn't connect it to the, as you say, Leviathans. Yeah.
1: Because um, that was a literal dragon in the sky. So, I don't know. I gotcha. Um,
0: I enjoyed the giant Hank Pym arrow, though as you say, I would have liked to have seen a little more the repercussion mm-hmm. of that. Um, even I think it kind of needed a like. Oh yeah, but it's a timed thing. Pym gave him something that like because he just left a fucking forty-story or four-story yeah. arrow in a large Manhattan piece of infrastructure, um, with Pym written on the side of it. Um,
2: yeah, but well, like kind of that kind of
1: that. Well, no, the the small arrow said Pym, the big arrow doesn't have PIM on it. So.
0: Does it? Have? No. Oh yeah, yeah, right, you're right. The one it turned yeah. into. Yeah, yeah, but right, right. um. <laughs> The hearing loss stuff was played with interestingly, or in in a um, was fun to see the way they played with that. Which brings me back to the uh, strictly update of the week. Rose Eiling Ellis uh, is a deaf actress on EastEnders, and she's uh, doing very well. And they had a performance there the other week where, in the middle of the dance, all the music cut away. To give you a glimpse into how she's hearing the performance as she does it. It was a very affecting piece of television. Um, you should check it out, guys. Um, That's nice. Yeah, it was, it was a really interesting moment. And I, I did think about that when I was watching Hawkeye. When, you know, he's trying to talk to his child and Kate's writing the notes. Or, you know, they have that sort of, like, off-timed conversation. Where she's, like, t- t- talking about walking the dog. And he's talking about... How impressed he is with how she handled herself in that encounter. Um, the uh, the tracksuit mafia guy buying tickets for Imagine Dragons for his girlfriend's I hate birthday. Imagine Dragons. Um, <laughs> it's I mean, funny though
1: because um, mm-hmm. Haley Steinfeld is the voice of one of the main characters in Arcane, and the opening theme tune in Arcane is by. Imagine Dragons So Imagine she's in Dragons. two shows And one has and Imagine Dragons I, 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 the do, I and... do skip it Yeah I hate them
2: <laughs> They're a the new Nickelback
0: I'm sure they're fine um, Sitting on a fence again I liked that one song That year that it came out um, Radioactive Wasn't that
2: it? I never yeah. listened to them Really
0: um, They're the I don't want to talk about... I don't want to talk about... Let's not. Um, but it was a funny The moment, fight scene
1: in the toy store. Yeah. When he was running around and stuff was pretty weak. But when it was Echo versus him, that was really nice. Was a really nice wide shot of them. And it was well done. Um, I, I was thinking when they, when they did stuff much like the that. Yeah. So it was well executed. It's good stuff. Um, i like to see it.
0: Yeah. More I mean, maybe because. the argument is... Renner's done a bunch more stunt work than Steinfeld at this point. Um I don't know if that's true, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Because it like experience plays into these things when you're doing these fights that like people are just better at handling rhythms and, and complexity of the yep. the sequence. Absolutely. Um there was a moment in it where
1: But I would also say if the if the face can't do it then get the stunned person and cut around them
0: just yeah. to obscure their face. Yeah. Yeah. Like There, there is a moment it in maybe. it where it's before they jump off the trampoline up into the fucking window but there's like there's a weird cut. Everybody pushes off screen right and then they run in screen left and I'm like that. It's a weird cut. I went back to look at it. Really, really nitpicking.
1: Kevin, which I cut, the was, cut was your the least favourite cut in this episode of Hawking? that was good. That was good stuff. Oh, it was good? I think I chuckled out... The inflatable Santa, when he runs it over, Mm. and then it shows them escaping in the distance, and the Santa pops back in the frame. Yeah, I did laugh at that too. (laughs) Kevin, which
0: was your least favorite cut of this
1: episode? Uh, I think he's stalled. He's he's buffering. (laughs) I
2: don't really, I don't really think about those things when I watch these things.
0: Nor should you It is the behaviour of lunatics
1: My least favourite cut was when he holds the sword to his throat And the episode ended Still. Yeah
0: That annoyed me running. I messaged you immediately after I had read it Because here's what's going to happen at the start of the next episode Kate's going to come around the corner and go Jack what are you doing he's with me stop that And they go oh okay And then they're going to walk out of the apartment and that's that They're not going to have a fucking fight. There's not going to be anything. They might
1: have a fight, but it'll come to nothing because, you know, it'll come to nothing. so So, three episodes left. Yes.
0: Three episodes 18th, 15th, 22nd, bringing us into Christmas. What are your hopes for the rest of this? Or have you any? does it have to get higher than the tracksuit mafia for this to be interesting what's the what's the what's the point we're still running for the tracksuit mafia we're halfway through
2: but didn't Black Widow end with Florence Pugh, Pugh's character um, have, she'll show up for one episode yeah didn't didn't um, uh, Yeah, Dreyf- Dreyfus show her a picture of uh, Ronan
0: yep yeah. so well she said um, Hawkeye right was it, it was off Clint
1: in in the he's in the Ronan costume with his hood there. Uh. Yeah. Oh, it was definitely Clint.
0: Okay, yep. but do you think it's just... so the Ronan appearing again in New York will attract Yelena Belova to New York for an episode? You say
2: who me? No, yep. uh, oh, Brian. E-
0: either he is. Yeah, no,
2: I haven't got a clue. I just I just. Uh... I'm looking forward to it. I'm really enjoying this. Anyways, like I, I'd watch. I'd, I'd, I'd easily binge this, uh, even
1: easier than some of the other series.
0: It's almost as if you could just watch it in one sitting.
1: It's almost like that would be better. Yep. I would much prefer.
0: It would be better. Okay then, well let's let's look to the future. We've got three more episodes left. We know Yelena has to pop up. We know that Kingpin is in this world now. That tells us something about um, Daredevil um, existing also. Um, this is He's going to be run in
1: Spider-Man for sure.
0: This is going to run into um just looking at the release date of Spider-Man versus the That episode of Hawkeye, how these things overlap. The penultimate episode of Hawkeye is released the same day as Spider Man. Do you think they do anything? Yep. Yep.
1: I think episode five is when we'll get our proper kingpin.
2: I think. And he's happy that they're doing this, bringing these guys into the MCU. Um, glad they're
1: Charlie bringing Cox. him to the MCU, but again, I don't think is as good as everybody. I love him; I think sure. he's brilliant. Says he was. Yeah, I think just, he's excellent. I don't see it. I, I just see a big, probably one of the best angry shouty man, big angry yeah. baby. I love it.
0: Um, um, I think it's fine, Kev, because I think this year has been great for establishing the concept of variant. We can have the same actor playing a different variant. So nothing that happened in the Netflix series in terms of the the brutality to the extent the yes. series though. You think they're gonna keep that?
1: I think I think they'll keep what worked, yeah, because the Netflix but stuff it. referenced the that's It allows the MCU them to anyway, ditch anything so.
0: they don't think. Say that yeah, again. But the Netflix referenced or never the, referenced the MCU?
1: No, they they referenced the MCU, they were set in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I think I think the only thing they'll ditch is Iron Fist, basically. <laughs> <laughs> They're not I gonna hang on the power happen.
2: man. I think maybe not. I, but I think I think if yeah, probably not. but I think if he made a cameo say in it uh, or showed up somewhere like he was an awesome Luke Cage. Like I don't think you can say anything about that guy.
0: He was awesome in Jessica Jones. In yes. Jones, yeah. Yeah. And then when they gave him that show they did not know what the fuck to do with him. Yeah, because and, they had. But they Mahershala had. Mahershala was amazing. I was just going to say they
2: had him, and he was good. They had Rosario Dawson, who was amazing, and then they had the cop. Co, uh, can't think of his name. I can't pronounce him. Mahershala Copperhead. Copperhead. Yeah. Copperhead. But uh, like he, I fucking loved him. And then when they got rid of him, I was just like, right. well What was the point of that? Why? Why you have such an amazing character? And then they keep shades. Whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It was bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. They just every every action scene was let's just walk him.
1: I think the Netflix stuff only worked for one season, for the most part. Anyway, they really didn't have as clear an idea of what to do with them. I think. But I'm happy they did it because we had good times watching them. Absolutely, yeah, Yeah. no, no. I'm I'm, again, I'm, I'm talking more that like it was, it was disappointing when they got to where they ended up. Yeah, Because they didn't live up to the initial promise of, I think, I think, of um, what they had.
2: I think they kind of shit the bed when Iron Fist came out. And then it just kind of was like, it was too much pressure. And I yeah,
0: think- <laughs> Iron Fist was kind of this, like, as you say, he was a turd on the mattress that was gently seeping towards everything else.
1: Yeah. And I, but I, the,
0: the sheet was ruined.
1: The thing is, like, they they knew that was going to be five series... From the start. Mm. They knew it was gonna be Jones, Cage, mm. Rand, and Daredevil. And yeah. then a Defenders team up movie. Hey, Jones. But for s- Jones and Jones. Yeah. Brother. But for so long they didn't even know who was going to run Iron Fist or who's going to play the character. And that kind of speaks to the lack of long term vision they had for the whole endeavor. I, I-, I don't think they really like as, as well as um, I can't remember. I'm blanking on the name. I think it was Goddard, Drew Goddard. I think was initially the showrunner for Daredevil. Yeah, 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 yeah that's And correct. everything, everything that worked, I think, was ideas he had. And then he left the project, and I think they were left then with who they were left with, and it wasn't very good. And I, I think, I, I think that's the the key thing, really. I think had Goddard been on board and overseeing all of it. Uh, although, that's it, I do like Jessica Jones season one as well. Um,
0: there, there's yeah. the element as well of there was a, a what was it, there was a rights issue around the TV versus the movie and the who's the fellow that ran the TV department?
1: Loeb, Fe- I think.
0: Loeb, like f- uh, as I recall, Feige got the features and Loeb got the the TV and that ended, that arrangement ended and Feige's feature and got a hold of the T V again. So I'm hoping if they're going to take what was good of the Netflix thing, it's they're gonna just uh, tighten up that sense of long term vision I think they, that we've seen in Marvel. Yeah,
1: they've they've really benefited they they've attracted some great talent as showrunners, even though apparently they're not calling them showrunners. It's a weird title dispute. But um
0: excuse me. Um there's probably yeah. money around what that
1: title is. There is, yeah. Yeah. And people are saying that they're not gonna retain or attract talent if they don't give them that showrunner credit. But um that being said though, I think they have really benefited by having the same director for a whole season, which they're not doing for future seasons, which is and current ones. Of even, Loki so or anything kinda, else? Of Loki and Hawkeye has had different directors per episode yeah. as well. Um yeah. But I, I think it. I think it's much better when you've got a really cohesive, you know, a director who's overseeing a lot of the elements and with a, an end kind of goal of vision. I think they mm-hmm. benefit from it, and hopefully they'll correct. Because I think that's it's sort of that same really thing.
0: Important. Like, like the best show from this run is Loki. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Am I wrong in saying that the sole director on the Mandalorian season one was? Um, Favreau no I'm completely it was, wrong uh, it wasn't because Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard directed an episode of Full of Shit but he was yeah, in and Waititi did an episode as well, and YTT as well yeah, yeah. Full of Shit yeah. um, I was about to say but just again I However, guess i was producing a sense overall, of passion though. so yeah he, yeah, he wrote like everything or he was writing on every episode at least
1: yeah I, I, I mean at, regardless of like what the exact kind of title it was it was Filoni and him mm-hmm. you know who clearly have a, a grand scheme for the feel and the direction for this. So.
0: It's almost like a Star Wars movie. Should feel like a Star Wars movie. Fucking press. Uh, fucking 20 years of shitty Star Wars. 20, over 20 years of shitty Star Wars. Fucking Dashed Folks and fucking False This and the others. Next week, Anna and the Apocalypse. Good luck,
1: fuckers.